if your student is going to live on campus, they will need twin extra long sheets. The first thing people get wrong. The first thing people get freaked out about. The majority of students who enroll in college don't graduate in four years. Is my kid going to make friends? Are they going to fit in? Are they going to find their people at college? Are they going to fail a class? Between Beth and I, we have worked in higher education for 50 years. We really think that there's some opportunity for some great dialogue. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Twin XL. Now, here are your hosts, Laura DeVoe and Beth Grampetro. I went to college on Long Island, mm. and I don't, you know this, you grew up yeah. in New York. So the bars in New York are open till four in the morning. Yes, that's what. So on my campus, shout out to Hofstra, you, you went out at 11 p.m. and mm-hmm. came home at four in the morning. And then if you went into the city, you usually missed the 3 a.m. train back to Long Island and ended up on the 5 a.m. train. So I'm telling you this to say that the amount of sleep I did not get in college, like I think of it now and I want to lie down forever. Yes, yes. So yeah, welcome everyone. We're talking about sleep (laughs) and wellness. Yes, this is Twin XL, the podcast about parenting through the college years. My name is Beth Graham-Petro. And I am Laura DeBeau. And yeah, today is wellness, which I'm going for maximum irony by recording an episode about wellness while I have a raging cold. <laughs> it's fun. I like it. Um, <laughs> yay. yay. So um, this is kind of uh, this is kind of my thing. This is your thing. It's this actually is, very much my thing. This is totally your jam. <laughs> um, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about sleep. Okay. We're yay. Good. Sleep is totally my jam. But wellness in general is my jam yay. because I am a college health professional. Um Wellness is a really interesting word because it is a buzzword right now mm. out like in the media. Like if you're an Instagram person or if your kid is, um, there's lots and lots of people on the Insta trying to sell you wellness. Yes. In various forms. Um, a lot of them are doing stuff that isn't real <laughs> or like isn't scientific in any way. Like they're trying to sell you a cleanse, which yeah. is a fancy way of saying they're going to give you the poops for like a week. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. If your liver and kidneys are working, you don't need to cleanse anything. But that's another whole whole story. So, uh, but when it comes to college, um, wellness is something that a lot of colleges are paying more attention to. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a whole field. I do it. I have colleagues who do it. Um, And there's more attention being paid because someone figured out, hey, they actually stay in school and do well in class if they are well, if they are sleeping, if they are healthy. Um, and that is something that you may find on your campus, wherever your kid decides to go, a variety of resources around wellness. There will most likely be some kind of health center or mm-hmm. clinic. There will most likely be some kind of counseling center. And then there may also be a health promotion um, or wellness education person or office. Um, and those are resources that um, it's a really good idea to check out okay. as part of the decision-making process. And as part of preparing your student so that they know, oh, if I have questions about these things, these are the people that I go to, whether it's, you know, I have a cold and I (laughs) want someone to help me or I have questions about drinking or, you know, sex or one of those things. And it's also about um, staying active. Um, Mm -hmm. And your campus probably has some kind of, um, you know, fitness center or um, aerobics classes and Zumba and all kinds of yoga and all kinds of things like that. Um, And, you know, talking to your kid about a wellness plan um, is important. If your kid currently goes to the gym every day or goes to some kind of fitness classes, they don't have to stop doing that. And, um, you know, you also don't have to pay extra for it in most Mm -hmm. cases. Your institution probably has something um, as you're trying to figure that out. So, And I think it's also important just to remember that 
you know, this for any individual college student, their wellness is it's individual. It's going to be what works for them. And it doesn't have to be working out every day or a particular method. It's really just like, what do you do to like keep your body feeling good Mm -hmm. so that you can do what you're here to do? Um, And like you deserve to be well no matter what. Yes. (laughs) Like you're a human. You deserve that. It doesn't matter if you like you know, your form of wellness is like, I just make sure to take the stairs more than the elevator and like walk around sometimes. Cool. That's That's awesome. Whatever. Um, And these are things that are really important as far as, um, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup and you can't do well in your classes or at your job or any of those things if you're not taking care of yourself in a way that works for you. Um, And that can be, you know, paying attention to what you eat. It can be moderating use of alcohol or drugs if you're using any. It can be exercising. It's also seeking connection with other people um, in whatever way is comfortable for you Mm -hmm. Um, and sleeping. And why am I going to focus on sleeping today? Sleeping sounds boring. Because actually all the parents listening to this know that sleeping is the greatest thing in the world. Yes. And that um, young adults and small children who don't want to sleep are, they just don't know what they're missing. (laughs) (laughs) One day they're going to get older and be like, I want to sleep all the time. So they'll get there. But my 12 year old sleeps better than any. She does. Like, like. She's very good at napping. She's very good at napping. (laughs) She's like an Olympic napper. She is. I admire Can I take a nap? Yes. Boom. You know, I, I like, I wish. I stand a napping legend. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> and she amazing. will also sleep. I mean, even when she was an infant, she would sleep until at least seven, eight o'clock in the morning and other parents would be so jealous. And I'm like, well, yeah, you don't, don't mention that in front of the parents of infants. No, no. They I, will I, just, they'll I'm, stone you. I take no, no pride in the, in, and ownership in this idea, but that's just the way she's hardwired. She's good at it. So um, real quick, just to kind of talk about the importance of sleep, I'm going to throw a couple of stats at you, and then we'll oh, take a little break. I love You that. ready for some stats? I love stats. Data is fun. So <clears throat> there is an organization out there called the American College Health Association, dun, dun, dun. and they have a survey that many, many campuses across the country conduct um, all the time, and uh, most campuses that do it do it every other year. And in fall 2018, which is their most recent data they have available from their survey um, called the National College Health Assessment, over 60% of students across the country report feeling sleepy during the day between three and seven days per week. So most of the time, they're <laughs> sleepy during the day. And only 10% of them are reporting that they get enough sleep to feel rested six or seven days of the week. Mm. So that's not great. Um, there was also an interesting study in a journal called The Nature of Science and Sleep in 2014 talking about how sleep deprivation in college students can result in lower GPAs, increased risk of academic failure, compromised learning, impaired mood, and increased risk of motor vehicle accidents. This is because being sleep deprived at a certain point is actually really similar to being drunk. Yes. And um, Speaking of children, we've all seen that yes. when you've got the four-year-old <laughs> who is not so slept. tired that she goes into what I call blonde girl on spring weekend drunk <laughs> mode and you yes. can't even talk to her for more than two seconds. It's not yes. good. I don't want to talk to you. And there's also research suggesting that um, while you're sleeping, the information you've learned during the day is being consolidated. So mm. your brain works while you're asleep to kind of organize and categorize the information you learn. Mm-hmm. So if you're not sleeping, you're not learning as well as you could be. Um, and when we get back from a little break, we're going to talk about what your student can do about that.
From Pod617.com and Hirsch Roberts Weinstein LLP, it's Higher Ground featuring higher education attorney John Graff. We are dealing with issues that are breaking on an hourly basis sometimes in higher ed. What we wanted to do was actually bring the information to the listener at a time when it's convenient for them. Succinct, brief, punchy discussions with people who have experience and particularly through the lens of the people on the ground in higher ed. Higher Ground, presented by the law firm of Hirsch Roberts Weinstein LLP. Find all episodes at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust. All right. Well, welcome back from the break uh, in this uh, episode of Twin XL, the pod about parenting in the college years. We are talking about sleep and wellness. And uh, our our resident expert <laughs> on this is Beth Graham Petro. And uh, I always find it fascinating when Beth gives me the data. Like, I find data sexy. <laughs> I love sexy Data's data. Hot. Data is super hot. Super hot. I can't. <laughs> People are like, why do you like data? Because it's hot. Okay. Get me get me more hot. Um, <laughs> oh, this part's actually okay. not about data. <sighs> but it's still kind of hot. Um, so one of the things that we will undoubtedly talk about in a future episode will be preparation for moving on to campus for yes. those for those folks whose students are gonna live on campus. And a lot of people get pretty wrapped up in, like, what do we need to buy for the dorm room? Yes. I mean, our, the name of this podcast came from that, that, like, if you go to your local Bed Bath & Beyond, most of them now will have a rack with, like, flyers that they've made from all the colleges nearby listing what the sort of recommended items to bring are and what the prohibited items are, which right. actually is great. Yes. Go, way to go, Bed Bath & Beyond. Yes. Um, if George anyone, Foreman girls are not allowed. If anyone knows anyone at Bed Bath & Beyond, um, we, we, we will totally we would sponsor love us. them as a sponsor. <laughs> we will take your money. I don't, anyway. even, I don't want a coupon. I want no. sponsorship. I mean, keep sending me those coupons. Okay, you but. take the coupons. <laughs> so one thing I would say is... Um, in addition to thinking about, oh, do they they do need new bedding because it's a different size mattress? Yeah. Do they need like a desk lamp? Do they need whatever? Think about um, a concept that is called sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. What? How are they going to maintain good sleep hygiene while, while they're at school? And the challenges to sleep hygiene on the college campus are, if you think sit and think about it long enough, they're pretty obvious. So they're probably going to be sharing a room with yep. at least one other person whose schedule will maybe different from theirs. Um, the lighting in that room will likely be overhead fluorescent, so bright that you could do surgery. Yes. Um, in the room, <laughs> there will be an uncomfortable, shitty mattress. Yep. Um, there will be like who knows what the temperature I mean in some places like the heat will be on well into the warm weather it will be Jamaica <laughs> the, in there the heat is either off or inferno yeah, it's yes. either like it is either Dante's inferno or it is an igloo yeah. so there's a lot of challenges to setting up a good sleep environment which is dark cool and quiet mm. how are you gonna how are you gonna do that <laughs> In a dorm That's why we all like the cool side of the pillow. Yeah, cool side of the pillow is great. So <laughs> this is hot. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. So <laughs> you cool you can help by um, getting your student some things that they can sort of use individually to control those things because you're not going to be able to do much about the temperature or the lighting or any of those no. things. So a couple things to add to the list: um, an eye mask. Ooh. You can be like a like a um, you know nineteen thirties movie star person. <laughs> have a have a sleeping mask. It'll I bet be very Dave fancy. has a mask. Do you do, do you, you have sleep a mask, with a mask or earplugs or anything? Uh, many categories of mask. Which one are we talking about? <laughs> like the kind we're talking that, eyes wide shut, or are we talking uh, no. just like 
cost, no, fancy no, costume ball. No. no, just the the kind Too that, much? that keeps the light out. Yeah, for the sleeping. kind the kind they give you on the on air, a plane. airplane and yeah. you yeah. never use it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have one. Of so those. if you so if you've ever gotten one on a plane and kept it and thought I'll use this for something, give it to your kid because yeah. they might need it. Um, earplugs, white noise. Um, you might have used it with them as a baby. Well, break that out again. A white noise machine um, or a fan to mm-hmm. create white noise can be really helpful. A fan actually is a double duty. Yes, because then it's also it helping with the temperature yeah. issue, which is great. Um, and then um, perhaps a mat- a mattress pad yes. um, to go over the potentially crappy institutional mattress, a nice like foam egg crate kind of thing mm-hmm. that you get down at your bed, bath and beyond or similar mm-hmm. to make their individual sleeping area as comfortable as possible. I try not to interrupt you guys, but I have a question because sure. I've been touring colleges with my son and sure, I noticed sure. one of them. Definitely had no air conditioning in a particular dorm. Mm-hmm. Is that is air conditioning more common in dorms now? Or? So the newer the dorm, the more likely it is that it will have air conditioning. And if you're doing, if you're going down to a school in a hotter in the south, yeah, they'll have it. Climate, they will. But up in the New England and the Northeast uh, area, that is not necessarily the case. And putting on my residence life hat, yeah. um, most of the time they will not allow you to have an air conditioner to bring and put it in the window. A wall unit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Wow. And and also the first-year student is unlikely to live in the fancy building with the air conditioning, yeah. unfortunately. They always put the freshman in the shitty so, building. So these are – and these are great things to um, – once your once your kiddo has decided, I am going to this school, really checking out, is there um, – uh, place on their on the college's website in the residence life area that talks about what to bring yep. that gives like an FAQ section about things like that because that will almost certainly be covered. Is there maybe a Facebook group for new students and or the parents of new students? Yes. Quick caution, those can get bananas. Oh my God. The stuff <laughs> that comes up, these parents are fucking crazy. Bonkers, I'm sorry. But, I, I apologize. No. <laughs> but, but they literally like yes. the stuff they put up. But most of them are lovely. Most of them and are you, lovely. But then there's you all listeners out there yes. can use the groups to your advantage to find out like it, it, it's the, just like those sort of neighborhood groups. It's just like the neighborhood yes. groups that you were all on too. Is that there's some there's gaslighters in every neighborhood. Yes. There's gaslighters in every family and and uh, one of these fa- these Facebook groups for these parents. One of the products that's newer on the market mm. is something called a bed fan, and oh. um, we'll put it in the end notes because um, in the show notes because it's actually it covers two things. Number one, it's probably. Um, going to meet all the standards of a residence hall like rule list of what you can mm-hmm. or can't do, but it goes to this sleep hygiene uh, that Beth has been talking about. Um, it it basically looks like a snorkel that you shove at the bottom of the bed and it blows air up. And it was actually created by a guy whose wife was going through menopause. And I can completely empathize with this <laughs> is that you have these hot flashes and you literally want to kill somebody. Okay. And the cool thing about this is it like, oh, Dave just pulled it up on the on the screen, is that it just allows for you to blow air up the bed. And um, I bought some of these uh, at my last institution and gave them out to students who were in just super hot rooms. And they were like, this is the best thing ever. And I've never slept so well. So, so there That's you go. pretty cool. It is pretty cool. The only caveat to it, they said, like, when you have it on, like, full bore, the, the sheets start blowing up. So it's like you're, <laughs> in, you're in, like, a bouncy house. You know, it's like, <laughs> like literally. It's like a there. bouncy house slash Marilyn Monroe yes. situation yes. with your bed sheets. Yes, That's right. fun. Dun-dun. That's festive. Talk about sexy. Okay. <laughs> Very festive All time. Right. So. But in addition, and this is kind of a list of um, some sleep hygiene things that students, but any of us, like all humans, can benefit from this stuff. So in addition to your environment, 
being as ideal as you can get it to be. Um, sleep hygiene also includes things like setting a bedtime and a mm. wake up time and sticking to them as much as possible, even on weekends. Maybe and you very know your it. Apple, your app, your iPhone does that for you. Yes, do and, your, it. and your phone can do it for you. Um, creating a routine. What's your bedtime routine? Do you always read a little bit at bedtime? Do you like have a glass of water? Do you whatever, whatever that might be, so that your body sort of understands, like, oh, this is what we always do before bed. It's something that you probably did with your kid when they were yes. a baby. Um, and it works on grownups too. Grandma um, Flavia always had three bo- three prunes in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Flavia is life goals. Obviously. She is. Um, so God rest if, her soul. If three prunes do it for you, then then you yeah. got to do it. Yeah. Um, avoid blue light and screens for at least half an hour before bed, if possible. This is really tricky for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but that can blue light, which is what is coming from your television, your phone, all, your tablet. That is the kind of light that says to your brain, oh, time to wake up. It's wake up time. And oh. so avoiding it before bed is, is helpful. And there's also apps um, and sort of filters that you can put on computer screens and stuff to like cut down on blue light mm-hmm. and make it more orange, which is a more. And that's uh, why some of those e-readers are better because yes. they have the back. It's that they're, they're front paper, lit. Yeah, they're front yeah. lit instead, instead of, of back lit. Yeah. Um, Avoid using your phone as an alarm if you can. This is tricky for college students because their room is their whole home. Yeah. Right. And so they can't necessarily get all the electronics out of the bedroom. But um, I I actually had a student show me the other day at work. um, They had a little knitted thing, like a little knitted tube someone had made them that went over the part of their computer charging cord that lights up. So it's like a cord cozy. So it's like a cord cozy, (laughs) but it covers the light. So that if they're charging their laptop overnight, that the light is not bothering them, which I related heavily because I am a crazy person who is like, that curtain is open an inch. (laughs) I, I cannot sleep. Close it. Um, my husband would be laughing yes, right now because yeah. he, he's always like, oh, no, there's a tiny bit of light in the room. Beth won't be able to sleep. <laughs> it's a fact. Um, use the bed for sleep and sex only. This is also hard. In no eating room. pizza on it? Try not to eat pizza on your bed. It's really hard. In a, what if in a you're eating pizza room. while you're having sex? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I you are. Ask. I'm asking a question because it's real. <laughs> the, the answer is then you die in peace. Okay. <laughs> That's very coordinated That's very of you. If that's what right. you're doing. Um, it, you if only at all need possible, one hand. <laughs> <laughs> if at all possible, do your studying at the desk in your room. Go yes. to the library. Oh god! But yes. like trying to make it again so that your body uh, subconsciously understands. All right, if I'm in the bed, I'm doing one of yes. two things, and this is what those I two literally are. in college fell asleep reading in bed with the highlighter in my hand and so you drop so that I fell asleep highlighter resting on the the comforter and when I woke up the yellow stain was about the size of Rhode Island on my bed (laughs) and you know my father said well we're not replacing that you idiot and so I've always remember that I say always study at your desk rather than in your bed this is a this is another sleeping pro tip that is not really about sleep hygiene, which is um, if you go to a party or a bar in college and they put um, Sharpie or a stamp on your hand, remove that before you go to sleep. Because <laughs> you may end up with it. Because it might end up on your face <laughs> by the time you wake up. <laughs> I'm just talking about something that happened to a friend. By not the way. you? No? Not me. No? Not me personally. Okay. Anyway, um, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap up with how you, the parent, can help encourage these healthy habits for your student. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, 
business owner, or really any kind of professional. You should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride Podcast. The hilarious show known as Shawshanked. And the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. So, uh, we're coming back. Uh, This is Extra Long Twin, the podcast about... Parenting through the college years. Remember the goal: you want to graduate in four years, so you can. Uh, extra admit. long twin. Extra. When I, twin that. XL. I'll cut that out. <laughs> fuck, fuck me. All right. Wait twin XL. Twin XL. You remember? Hey guys, remember you can always tweet at us at at Twin XL Pod. Or you can send us a Gmail at twinxlpod at gmail.com. Uh, this is uh, the podcast about college parenting uh, and parenting through the college years. And uh, we're talking about wellness and sleep. And uh, Beth's doing an awesome job moving me through this. Thank you. Um, I'm now realizing that I suck at my own sleep hygiene. Um, uh, who among us does not? No. I, I need – I'm literally – I'm like, I need to just take a – take a hammer to my, my <laughs> iPad. So, okay. So let's keep this moving. Uh, let's uh, talk about. So we talked a little bit before the break about what sleep hygiene is and, and sort of how good sleep hygiene happens. And now I just want to wrap up by talking about you as the parent. How do you encourage your student to practice good sleep hygiene and kind of emphasize to them why sleep is important? Um, I, I think that um, just really reminding them, like if sleep isn't happening, nothing else is happening. Yeah. Sleep deprivation is actually a thing the CIA does to torture people. <laughs> like and anyone who has had an infant yeah, knows or any other reason. It is legit terrible it's the worst. when you don't sleep. So reminding your student, like, yes, there are great reasons to stay up late in college. Dave, were you an all-nighter guy? Did you pull all-nighters in college? Yeah, although <laughs> the, the all-nighter usually consi- consisted of me um, sitting down and saying I've got three hours before I really, really zuck out. <laughs> and then, there, you know, but the middle of that three hours was the entire run of the David Letterman show. I mean, I had to watch that, right. you know. Of course. Um, and then order a pizza. And, um, yeah, I was not the most productive studier. So um, <laughs> all-nighters are bad. Yep. Top ten ways to spend your all-nighter. Yeah, d- yes. Um, so The man under the stairs. Yes. Yeah. So reminding them, you know, the all-nighter is not necessarily going to help you learn more. No. Um, as we talked about before, and we'll put in the show notes, uh, there's research showing that sleep is part of learning, yes. that your brain is going to organize what you've learned during the day while you're sleeping. Um, and just kind of reiterating to them, like, hey, if you're having a challenge, much like we've talked about in another episode, like you want them to be able to communicate with you and you want to be open and accepting of the fact that they're going to call you sometimes and say, I am doing, I'm staying up late to party or I'm staying up late to study and not sleeping until, you know, 9am and then sleeping through my classes. Mm -hmm. You don't want to hear that. But if you do hear it, this is where you, the parent can come in and say, well, better idea might be to set a bedtime at night and try to get yourself on a schedule. Um, Making sure also that they know the resources. Yep. And this really goes for everything, not just sleep, all the wellness stuff. 
being non-judgmental, being ready to just say, hey, I'm sorry you're struggling with that. Have you talked to the health center? Mm -hmm. Have you gone to the counseling center? Have you talked to your RA? Have you talked to, you know, if there's a health promotion office, like really normalize help seeking, um, not just from you, because it's really great for parents to be a person that their kid is comfortable talking to. Mm -hmm. Full stop. Like that's not just for college parents, obviously. But um, really normalizing for them, like I am here to listen and like, you know, help you bounce ideas and, off. And, but and there's I, people on campus whose whose job it is to help you. And with the this. people on campus see what's happening around them. I mean, the parents may not realize that something has happened on the campus that has caused a level of stress. Something has happened on the campus that has caused a level of of things. Like construction happens on every college campus. Okay. And, you know, I, I'm teaching at Boston University in the school of the Wheelock College of Education, and there is a, a tremendous amount of, of construction happening on the, the, the streets around the school. And that adds stress to someone's day. It's like you actually are working your way around and it, you don't really realize it. But if you, there's construction happening on campus. There's uh, certain projects happening and everyone's all, when you're in group think around deadlines, that only heightens the level of stress. There's all these things that the parents may not be aware is happening. Yeah. And so the counseling center and the people in the wellness area know what's happening and can have conversations and be able to have, well, I see you're struggling with this. Hey, I also notice that you're this major. I know that your deadlines are coming up. And yes. those are real conversations that actually help when the student's trying to put these things into perspective about what's happening in their life and what may be impacting their sleep or re- and impacting other areas of their wellness. And the parent just doesn't have that basis of knowledge. Um, they know something's wrong because they've been parenting this kid for 18, 19, 20 years. But they may not know what the wrong is, and it may have absolutely nothing to do with their child. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. And um, really the last thing I want to say is that, as Laura kind of alluded to when we started talking yeah. in this segment, you know, a lot of us are bad at sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't – we get better at, you know, not pulling all-nighters and not staying out drinking until 4 in the morning as Speak adults. Speak Most of us. Yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, but I think um, it's a it's a – it's a thing that continues well into adulthood. We're a busy society. There's uh, much more could be said about this, but there's a real, there's a premium on being busy. Yeah. And there's this idea that like, well, if you have time to sleep enough, you're doing something wrong. Right. Um, and I think that this could be a really great place for parents out there to examine their own situation. And are you getting enough rest so that you are able to do your job? Well, whatever the job may be, whether it's a uh, like nine to five job, whether it's taking care of your kids, whatever it is. Um, I find it fascinating that there are, and I'm sorry for cutting you off, but there's like this, this whole like wave of um, sleep pods. Mm-hmm. Sleep pods are this thing that college campuses have been bringing in to be this like program. Like like we're going to bring in sleep pods during the exam week and uh, students are going to go sleep. So you can go nap in public. So you can li- nap in public. And it's the reason. weirdest freaking thing. And they cost a gazillion dollars to rent. Like it's like. There are some airports that have them too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So yeah. And, and it's like, it, but that also says to me that sleep is is important enough that people are like, you know, we've been bringing in massage therapists, we've been bringing in uh, um, 
what are the animals the, the like the petting zoos, petting zoos. Pet therapy dogs whatever <laughs> therapy there's dogs. like 8 million names yeah there's all these things for the, the for the kids going into exams like to try to like dec- decrease their stress um, but these sleeping pad- pods are something that people have been doing now too and that you know it's this idea of you know you need to have this sleep in order to learn in order to be prepared going into exams and all that sort of thing mm-hmm. so that's really important and uh, you know so if people are I guess my point is if people are making money on it then it's actually <laughs> Actually, something people it's need. It's a clearly thing. a real thing. Well, and, you know. And the last thing I'll say, because we need to wrap wrap this baby up. Yep. Um, I just recently finished reading a book by these two women who are identical twin sisters. Yes, their names are Emily and Amelia Nagoski. Um, Emily is actually a friend and colleague from the college health world, and they just co-authored a book called Burnout, mm. which is about the stress cycle. Um, we'll put we'll mention it in our show notes, and. Um, there's an entire segment in the last chapter about the importance of sleep, um, which in which they point out if you don't get enough sleep, it can actually kill you. And I don't say that to be a downer. Let's go out on a bad note. Wow. But, like, but like really, you know, just this is how essential sleep is to your life. It is one of the things that you actually need to live. Yes. Um, there's other stuff that's good to have. Like, I hate to say this. People are not going to like it. Sex is great to have. It won't kill you if you don't have any. It'll bum you out. It won't actually kill you. <laughs> Wait but sleep, second. if you don't have any of that, you'll die. <laughs> um, but I would really recommend the book um, for parents out there. It's geared toward women. It mm. is a specifically like uh, about the stress cycle in women. Um, but I think it would be beneficial for any adult and even your student if they have some time for some extra summer reading mm-hmm. to read because it talks um, at great length and really intelligently and wonderfully about the science behind stress in our bodies and what role sleep plays in that. And I think that, you know, my last point in all of this is where, you know, when we talk to parents about their kids and one of the biggest high times that I would get phone calls from parents was the day after Thanksgiving break. And the parents have now had an extensive amount of time with the child back at home. And the most common thing I would hear from parents was about the fact that their kid came home and slept for the entire Thanksgiving and even in some cases slept through dinner. And I said, and they're like, what are you doing to my child? And um, you meaning the college. And my response is, if your child is not sleeping... That is going to not be a uh, sustainable way to go through life. Um, so if you find that over the course of the first semester with your child um, and they're having these conversations with you and you are having a concern about their sleep patterns and are they getting enough rest, you will know if they're not getting it when they come home for break. Because if they sleep through their entire visit and don't get to hang out with Nana and don't get to eat the, the you know, their, their cornbread stuffing and all those things that they love, that means that they have actually, you know, re- they have created a situation in their body where they are unsustainable and now is your chance to actually do something about it. But the hope is that you do it before they actually get there. So um, that is it for uh, the latest edition of Twin XL. Um, we want to thank you all for listening. Remember, please engage with us on Twitter and Gmail. Um, and this is uh, a production of Pod 617. Our producer is David Yaz. And talk to you next time. I knew lack of sex wouldn't kill, <laughs> wouldn't kill you because I proved it in high school. <laughs>